But if you're looking for her estate, it's over there. He raised one dripping black wing to point across the street at the saloon, brightly lit and inviting in the misty gloom. I don't think I catch your drift, father, Trace said. Son, Madame Dupre was not only a practitioner, but a purveyor of the world's oldest profession. Any assets she left behind would most likely be found in there. I believe the current proprietor is named McGillicuddy, though I've never met him personally. And while I don't mind standing and chatting with you lads, if I don't move soon, I shall be permanently mired in this spot, so if you wish to continue this conversation— No, no, father, Trace chipped his hat. Sorry to keep you. Not at all, the priest said, and splashed along his way. Trace looked at Boz, who shrugged, but there was a gleam of mischief in his eyes. Maybe Ms. Fairweather heard about your former calling and feared you wouldn't take the job. If that's the case, she was mistaken, Trey said. They waded across Main Street to the saloon. The place was handsome and prosperous-looking on the outside, brightly painted with gold-leaf lettering on the windows, offering meals, liquor, and rooms at a nightly rate. The lights inside were burning bright, and from the porch they could hear the din of voices and music. It was supper time and falling dark, and in weather like this, Trace knew the place would be packed. This was the sticky bit. Although he and Boz knew which places in St. Louis would serve them both without fuss, walking into a new establishment in a strange town was always a bit of a gamble. Trace tried not to patronize his partner— but he also didn't like watching Boz get harassed by men who had half his class. You coming? Trace said, their customary code. Boz snorted. I ain't letting an innocent like you in there alone. Trace allowed a grin and pushed through the gilt-painted doors. It was lucky Boz was behind him. As soon as he crossed the threshold, something cold and vicious and distinctly feminine, sank its claws into him and shoved. No, the voice sounded distinctly in his head. No, no, vous n'êtes pas bienvenu. He grabbed for the swinging door, but it scraped past his fingernails. He would have gone down flat if Boz hadn't caught him and wheelbarrowed him forward into the saloon. It was like being pushed through a briar hedge. But as soon as both feet were through the door, he was loose of it. His lungs were left chilled and aching, like the time he had slipped in a Colorado river and swallowed half of it. You all right? Boz said. Yeah, he said gruffly, trying to catch his breath. Just hit a slick spot there. He had a stitch in his side, a pain where the old scar was. Some of the faces near the door turned toward him with varying degrees of curiosity and ridicule. But beneath the bright gas lamps, and the beaming drunken faces, he glimpsed something feral and mad, twisting in the shadows under their eyes and between the chair legs. Stay close, he muttered to Boz. They made their way to the bar, careful not to step on any toes. Their quarry wasn't hard to spot. A short, ugly Irish fellow in a striped vest stood at the corner of the bar, watching over the room and swinging a black lacquered cane. He was surrounded by river hands, all drinking whiskey and laughing at his jokes. Trace worked his way through the crowd until he could commandeer a spot near the Irishman. 
Boz took up a space at his back, not crowding anyone, keeping his own face to the room. Evening, Trace said, when the proprietor broke from his posturing to notice their intrusion. I'm looking for a man name of McGillicuddy. Heard I might find him here? The Irishman's piggy little eyes slid over them both. I'm McGillicuddy. What can I do for yous? It's a bit of private business, Trace said. Don't suppose we could step into a corner somewhere? Private, McGillicuddy repeated. Can't be anything shameful. I have no secrets, have I, lads? This last was delivered over his shoulder, with a grin for the river hands who lifted their glasses and declared their support for good old Gill. Suits me, Trey shrugged. Has to do with the estate of Lisette Dupre. Miss Dupre died more than a year ago, boyo, and the sheriff's inquest ruled it a suicide. So if you're nursing a grudge or a broken heart...